face of God and we ask for help. We always ask for help. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And uh, please help us even right now as we um, go into this session, this conference, oh God. Pray for wisdom, the ability to decode, the ability to pull down from your grace, your throne, the ability to interpret and the ability to dispense uh, wisdom and life. This we can't do by our strength. We can only rely on the Spirit of God and the words of wisdom. I pray for utterance, O oh God, and I pray that the ears of those who are listening be wrapped in attention, O oh God, and I pray that safely your life will be delivered into us and we will increase in stature. Hallelujah. Our meekness would increase. Our fruitfulness will be made manifest. Hallelujah. It will be short. Tall. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Before all, praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. This is uh, uh, the, Melchiz the priesthood aspect of uh, this conference, the Melchizedek Priesthood. School of Priesthood and Administration. Praise the Lord. Uh, there's something that um, is intriguing when it comes to uh, priests. Talking about the traditional priests, the juju priests or the shamans. Hallelujah. It's interesting to know that when they are consulting and when they are administering their priesthood, they engage leaves. Am I correct, sir? They engage leaves. They also engage roots. Okay? Uh, and I just wonder, what is it about plants? Hallelujah. Um, I got into gardening recently, not too far away from now. I uh, didn't know how intriguing and how interesting the plant life is. I didn't even understand. I didn't even know that the, the plant I've always heard that uh, when um, maybe a native doctor or someone who is um, uh, either making a portion or trying to do some kind of incantation, I got to f find out growing up that uh, leaves would be calling on the person to say, hey, I can do this, I can do that, I can do this. For those who have the ability to um, hear, you know, spiritually. I'm not talking about uh, believers now. I'm talking about the dark side of um, priesthood. Now, I, that also, I would say, is a copy from the original. I hope you hear what I'm saying. It is a copy from the original. It's interesting to know that um, when the father, when the prophets, when the spirit is communicating with his people, okay, there's a manner through which 
this communication is um, being administered. I, I want to be sure that we are all together. Are we all one house? Praise God. You would notice, you know, especially in scriptures, in the Torah, in the, in the Bible, you will notice that when God is talking to his people, he references um, plant life. He also references animal life. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Now, I perceive that these are so because these are things that you are used to on a daily basis. Does that make sense? For example, in the book of, uh, is it Proverbs 92 or Psalm 92? It says, the righteous are as bold as a lion. No, no. It says, the righteous shall flourish. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, if you, you know, look closely, you will notice that uh, the ancient Jews, that's the people of God, all right, traditionally were farmers. They were majorly farmers, okay? Um, so because of that, you, you find the Jewish writings to be written with the with farming I hope you hear what I'm saying written with the context of farming and I perceive it's for better understanding because that's what they see every day do you understand um, if you check uh, the Torah or check the uh, earlier writings in the Old Testament you see that what God actually did was to bring down a civilization uh, I perceive that at that time, okay, science had not fully developed as it were, the way it is right now. And the people were basically, like I said before, farmers. Okay? Praise the Lord. They were basically farmers. So there is either animal husbandry or is actually crop, crop, um, or crop, agricultural, you know, crops. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Right from the book of Genesis. Right from when, uh, uh, you know, when he was talking about uh, the creation. Genesis chapter 1, chapter 2, probably chapter 3. It says that God planted a garden. Am I correct? The father planted a garden east of Eden. All right? Now, we also see in that book of Genesis that in, uh, there were so many trees in the garden. Am I correct? But the father made reference to a particular tree called the tree of life. And then also made another reference to another tree called the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Correct? Praise God. Hallelujah. 
So, you and I, in dealing with the Father, must or should take time out for reference purposes, for understanding purposes, okay? In your meditation, it's important to look closely, just like I did, all right? I f like I said before, I found it very fascinating, you know, uh, propagating of, uh, of uh, plants, Okay, propagating of trees and things like that. I, I couldn't, I, I, you know, I didn't know it was such a fascinating and interesting thing. Very intriguing. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's look at this um, Psalm 1. Why would the Father say this? Okay, that blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. Okay, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. And then that says, but rather, this man who is blessed, okay, what does it do? He meditates in the law of the Lord day and night. It's interesting to note day and night. And it's also interesting to note that based on this time frame given for uh, meditation of God's word, that there's a result or a benefit. What is the benefit? It says that this same man would be like a tree that is planted by the river of water. Are we together, please? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. The question you want to ask is, that tree that this man looks like, what is that tree or who is that tree? Hmm? What is that tree and who is that tree? Why would you say that a man looks like a tree? So you see that in prophetic writings, God uses symbols. Are you getting me? Uses mysterious codes. I hope you hear what I'm saying. To describe or pass his message across to his people. Blessed be God. Hallelujah. I would like to go back to that first reference I made in Psalm 92 from verse 12. It says that the righteous shall what? Flourish like a palm tree. He didn't stop there. It says that he shall also grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Praise God. Now, it would help you to study to go and make some research on the trees called cedars. And it's interesting to know that the cedars has a geographical location 
where it's found. You don't see that elsewhere. It's only in Lebanon. That's why it says cedars of Lebanon. So it means that there are those atmospheric um, There are those, those, um, there's some level of atmosphere that is conducive for the growing and for the flourishing of the cedars. Okay? The hills, the mountains, the environment. Now, interesting to note, those cedars. They don't last for 10 years. They don't last for 20. They don't last for 100. They don't even last for 500. They last for from uh, 1,000 to 2,000 years. They are tall. They are long-lasting. So when the scripture is helping us to have a clear understanding of who a righteous man is, I hope you hear what I'm saying. It says that the righteous shall what? Flourish like a palm tree. Now, I'm in the midst of some palm trees here. It's on, it's on purpose. It's not uh, by happenstance, okay? You see that the leaves are so full. The leaves are so full. Now, this is just um, what you call the golden palms. But the one that the scripture is actually talking about is the one that actually shoots into the sky. And then the leaves are... Uh, glaring at the sun, demanding for the rays of the sun for its uh, growth. Okay? Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, if we continue in that Psalm 92, it says in verse 13 that those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. Did you see that? Those who are planted. What does it mean? Are you trying to tell me that human beings are planted? Okay? Now, I like to actually look at words very carefully. A key word that I see here is plant. What is plant? It means that you have to open up the soil, correct? And then put the seed, correct? Hallelujah. So, when it says planting, now see, I had mentioned that God uses plants to describe who a believer is. Am I correct? Plants don't move, do they? <laughs> They're not like animals. Praise God. When you put a seed in the soil, there's only one direction that they go, upward. They don't move to the right, they don't move to the left. Even when the wind is blowing them, you know, tither and hither, they are still planted in one place, correct? Did you see that? So here he's saying that those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. So which means that if God puts you and I in a particular place called the um, house, of the Lord, or the family of God, or the community of God's people, praise the Lord. He expects you to be there, not wander back and forth like that um, 
lamb that ran away from uh, the hundredfold sheepfold, okay? That now had to make the uh, shepherd to begin to look for him, leaving 99. And actually, if you understand what goes on in those days, you find out that if that shepherd notices that this particular sheep is always uh, missing, what the shepherd would do out of love, praise God, he will break the leg of the sheep so that the leg, the sheep will not be running around. Praise God. Pastor Chia, I want to see your face, please. It's very important to see your face. It gives me some strength. Praise God. Did you understand what I'm saying? So the shepherd, as an act of love, will break the, the leg of the... <laughs> so that the, that sheep will not be running up and down. He will, he will be nursing the pain. In fact, the shepherd that broke the leg would now carry the sheep on his shoulders. Do you understand that? Now, this is the tradition amongst uh, our shepherds. Hallelujah. Praise God. So coming back again, people of God, it's very important that when God puts you in a particular place, you don't move around. Praise God. Hallelujah. Verse 14. Now say, if you want to flourish. <laughs> Do you get? Actually, uh, if you listen to, or if you study um, the Old Testament, I can't give exactly, I don't know whether it's Leviticus now or it says that the law in Israel is that no one should plant more than one seed in his vineyard. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Not more than one. The purpose is so that it can actually be able to find expression to grow. Praise God. Hallelujah. So you see here, let me repeat that verse 13. It says, those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall what? Flourish in the courts of our God. So if you want to flourish, if you actually want to get to maturity, did you see that? Now, if we follow uh, the book of Matthew chapter 13, I'm jumping ahead of myself now, where Yeshua was uh, uh, talking about the parable of the sower. Okay. What did he say? He said that the good ground is the heart of men. Is that not what he said? And that the seed is the word of the kingdom. Can you see that? So for the uh, seed to be able to grow, the heart must be willing to receive the seed. I hope you hear what I'm saying. And it has to be willing to allow the seed to be planted. Now, there are specimens of, of hearts. There's the wayside. Wayside. How do you describe a wayside? Wayside is along the road. Um, I, I grew up in uh, a part of my life I spent in Benin. I grew up there. And there's, when, uh, you are when you are transiting from one part of Benin to the other, you know, when you stop a taxi, you ask you, where, where are you going? You say along. <laughs> That's along the road. <laughs> are you getting me? So it's a very popular terminology to say along praise the Lord hallelujah so when you see the wayside heart it's a it's a specimen of people's heart wayside and a wayside is where people okay trample and go back and forth is that not so uh-huh 
So it's not possible for that seed to be able to find uh, opportunities to grow because before anything happens, someone has mashed the, the seed, right? And then, as the scriptures tells us, the beds of the air, which is spirits, will just pick it up. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, another specimen is the rocky ground. Rocky ground, the place is so hard that the seed will not find uh, a, any soft uh, uh, landing to pierce through. It's hard. And then the other one is thorns, a heart of thorns. And Yeshua says it's the heart that is uh, full of the, the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches. Am I correct? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, like I said before, I, had, uh, I went ahead of myself. Now, look at verse 14 of that um, Psalm 92. It says, they shall bear fruit in old age. Praise God. They shall what? Bear fruit when? In old age. So, which means that the time when this seed, okay, or when the planting took place was when that person was younger, correct? So, there is a space of time that is given. Am I making sense, please? And that space of time, the purpose of that is for the purpose of maturity, correct? Hallelujah. So here it says that they shall bear fruit in old age, and they shall be fresh, and they shall be flourishing. Hallelujah. Praise God. So it's interesting to see Yeshua's choice, okay, of symbols, his choice of uh, references. I hope you hear what I'm saying the kind of references that he uses when he's teaching, the kind of parables, the, how he is able to weave the word of the kingdom. I hope you hear what I'm saying. So that it is easy for those who he's teaching to be able to receive it because this is what they do every day. Can you see that? A, a farmer knows that he cannot plant uh, his seed at a particular time. So which means there's a time of planting, correct? And there's a time of nurturing the seed, praise God, or the plant. And there's also a time of harvest. Okay. Am I making sense, please? Yes, there's a time of harvest. So between the time when the seed is planted and the time when the, uh, the fruit is harvested, there is a period of time. And that period of time is given for the attention of the farmer or the attention of the gardener. Oh, you get what I'm saying? To nurture, to, to, uh, to prune, okay, to water, okay, to uh, dig around. You remember there was a particular parable that Yeshua was giving of a, 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 a farmer, all right, who came into his... Uh, his um, his um, garden or his farm and noticed that a particular tree was not bearing fruit. And he told his foreman, please cut this thing down. He's, he's wasting space. I, I hope you hear what I'm saying. Now, this is very important for us believers because most of the time we spend time in the house of the Lord. We are not moving. We are not growing. We are not even 
the, the concept of growth and the concept of food bearing doesn't even come into our consciousness. So we just feel that, oh, just as long as I have my space. But actually, people even fight for front row seat. Am I correct? People fight for the front row seat. So here, it's not about sitting in the front row seat. It's how much of the word of God that you are receiving, how much, is it, how much of it is, it is entering into you, and what are you doing with it? Am I making sense, please? How much are you doing with it? How much, what, what is it that you're doing with the word that you are receiving? How is it, is it, is it, is it bearing fruit? Is, is, is it, uh, uh, is there any growth taking place? Do you get, are you growing? I hope you hear what I'm saying. It's not about sitting in the church. So this guy was just, this tree was just occupying space. And the farmer said, the owner of the farm said, please, I don't, I don't need trees like this. Please cut it down. But the foreman said, please, master, let's give it some more time. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to dig around it. I'm going to spend extra time over this particular tree. Let's give it. I don't know how, how, how many, is it one year or so? Said, yeah, one year. So just give me one more year. Let me just see if, if I give it this extra treatment. Perchance, it will actually begin to bear fruit. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Praise God. Anyway, so it's important to note this. Please, please pay very close attention that the Lord, at the time when this, you know, I think it was my son that was saying this, uh, my son Francis, that um, um, those days, there was a whole lot of this civilization. Everything that the Lord, uh, every commandment that the Lord gave to the uh, Jews had to do with Yeshua, every single thing, including even this particular topic that we have, this um, conference, you know, we know that uh, the season is the season of the Tush uh, 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 Shabbat, you know, which is to do with a uh, tree planting and, you know, and stuff like that, okay? Praise the Lord. Now, I, on my own, uh, thought to give this particular message, uh, this title, The Signs of the End of the Ages, okay? Praise the Lord, because uh, it's not so much as to... Um, Paying attention uh, in, uh, it's not so much as to being uh, born in, in the church or uh, coming into the church or the, the community of God. It's not about being born again. Are you getting what I'm saying? Uh, and neither is it about going to heaven, all right? But actually, it's much about receiving the word of the kingdom. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Receiving the word of the kingdom, allowing this, the seed of the kingdom, uh, the word of the kingdom, to be planted inside so that faith can be generated and so that maturity and growth can take place in your life. Now, a lot of believers misinterpret growth to disappearance. They misunderstand and misappropriate ascension Okay? Did you hear what I said? Ascension or raising up to disappearance. I don't know if I'm making any sense. It's interesting to know that even Yeshua himself said that the end of the age, the harvest is the end of the age. Did you hear that? Who said that? Yeshua. 
<laughs> so if Yeshua is saying that the end of the age is the harvest, all right? I don't know if Yeshua ever mentioned about rapture in all his teachings. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Now, people misunderstand when he says uh, some were taken and some were left. They don't understand. If you s take time out, read that scripture, remove the concept of rapture first. Remove the concept of disappearance first and study that scripture very clearly. You will know and see what Yeshua was trying to say. It has nothing to do with disappearing. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, yeah, even when Yeshua is teaching, he not only ascribes, okay, or he, not, he doesn't only describe us as plants. He doesn't only describe us as seeds. He doesn't describe us as soil only. Even himself. <laughs> Am I making sense? Please just track with me, okay? Just, just follow me, okay? By God's grace, we'll be able to get somewhere. He also likens himself to a tree. And we had asked the question that, who is this tree of life? Who is this tree that we are supposed to be likened to? Now, if I'm supposed to be like a tree, it means that I also am a tree. We saw that earlier. Okay? Praise the Lord. So, and he expects me to be like this other tree. So, which means that the seed that is in this that got this tree growing, the life that is in this tree is, should also be the life that is in me. Hmm? Because in the book of John, John chapter 1, it says in him, in Yeshua, or in the word, was what? Life. And this life is the light of men. So it means that whatsoever and whosoever I think I am, I shouldn't have any other life outside the life that is in the Son. I should never ever consider Hallelujah. having another lifestyle different from that of the Son. Because here it says that in Him, in the Word, in the Son, was life. And this life is what? The light of men. So any man who comes into this world, the Bible says, is being lit. He said, This is the light that lighted every man that comes into this world. Can you see? Hallelujah. Now let's look at the book of um, John, the book of Yohanan, book of John, uh, chapter 15. This is our Lord Yeshua. He says, I am the true vine. A vine is a what? What is a vine? It's a tree, right? So Yeshua here is saying that I am the true vine. Interestingly enough, he also says that my father is who? The gardener or the vine dresser. Can you see that? Praise the Lord. And in verse 2, he says, every branch in me. So here now, he's, no, he's not even talking about us as trees now. He's now describing us as what? Branches. Can you see? Now, look at this um, beautiful uh, golden palm. The gardener, Emeka, who helps to tend these uh, plants, told me that this is the soul of this tree. 
I don't know if there's anyone that is like this one. There it is. Can, can the camera get there? Get here? Yeah. He told me, he said, this is the soul of each of these golden palms. And he told me, he said, if you ever cut this thing out, this tree is going to die. Did you hear? <laughs> so, if you want this tree to flourish, just make sure you tend, tend this one and be sure that this one is still okay. Because this is the soul. It is from here that the fresh leaves come out from. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Praise God. So, you see this, um, this particular plant. See how it flourishes. Did you see? And then see how it branches out. Can you see that? You see how it branches out. So even though it's branching out from the stem, it doesn't stand by itself outside. Once it disconnects from this whole tree, it begins to die. Coming up into this hall now, I saw some two or three of these uh, branches inside the trash. And I know that there's no longer any life in them. Why? Because they've been cut out of the stem. Did you hear? So here, Yeshua is trying to push a message to the people who are listening. And he told them, say, hey, I am the vine. I am the true vine. My father is the vine dresser or the husband man. Can you see? And he now says this in verse 2. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. Now, God is the God of mercy. I hear believers say, oh, I know my God. My God is good and all this kind of, you know, everything, now double, double, and all this kind of thing that they will say. True, because it comes with abundance of life. Hallelujah. But here he's saying that if you don't bear fruit, He's going to pluck you out. Hey, Lord, I thought you were a God of mercy. Yes. You're occupying space. <laughs> Did you hear? Believers must come to the consciousness to bear fruit. Because it's one of the major initial commandments in the book of Genesis chapter 1 from verse 26. It says, have dominion. Be fruitful. Multiply. Did you hear? Subdue the earth. Can you see what I'm saying now? Hallelujah. So fruit bearing, bearing fruit is an integral aspect and part of your Christian work. It's not you about saying, oh, the Lord, and uh, you know, you pray for 24 hours or pray for 78 hours and you fast and you do this and you do that and do the good deeds and do all the nice things and go to church and uh, you're a church worker and all those things. Hey, that's what we're talking about. The bearing fruit is being like this pattern son. Did you hear? Look at Romans chapter 8, verse 29. Romans 8 and verse 29. Uh, is it up there yet? Okay, not yet. Romans chapter 8 and verse 29. I hope I'm trying. <laughs> I hope I'm in line with the, the uh, theme of the conference. Praise God. Romans chapter 8 and from verse 29. Hallelujah. Look at what it says. It says, for um, whom he foreknew. 
he also predestined to be what? To be conformed to the image of his son. Did you hear that? We are supposed to be conformed to the image of his son. So you can't, you can't even come and beat your chest and tell me, oh, I know myself, I'm this and that one. No, you don't know yourself. Every single person who calls the name of the Lord must come to that consciousness must come to that state of his or her understanding of the culture of the uh, kingdom, that he must bear fruit. And that you must be aligning yourself to the pattern son. To the image. Because here it says, he also predestined, okay, to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Did you see? Look at verse 30. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called. And whom he called, these also he justified. And those who he justified, these also he glorified. Did you see that? Can you see the process? Did you see the process, please? Praise God. <laughs> Look at the process. Look at It's a process. It's that process I'm talking about. I'm calling our attention to process. I'm calling ourselves to timelines. I'm calling ourselves to periods. I'm calling ourselves to seasons. Did you hear what I'm saying? Planting season. Nurturing season. Okay? Growth season. All right? Fruit bearing season. Are you getting me? Have you ever heard? Are we, I saw some mango. Are we in, is it, is it mango season now? So which means that there is a season when you see mango fruits everywhere. Did you hear that? It means that there's a season. Is it orange season? When you see orange suddenly on the streets, huh, you start wondering, is it orange season? Did you hear? Because everybody in their mind, in their subconscious, know that there's a time, okay, of harvest. I hope you hear what I'm trying to say. There's a time of harvest. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Blessed be God. So you see, there is a time of calling. There is a time, all right, of justification. There's a time of what? Glorification. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Blessed be God. Going back again to that um, uh, John chapter 15. Please let me know my timing, please. I'd like to repeat that verse 2. It says, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, 
He says he takes away. Who takes away? The father. And the father is the highest. <laughs> so if the father takes you away, you are away. Am I making sense? Praise the Lord. So which means that he doesn't play with what? Fruit bearing. Correct? Praise the Lord. It says, now, every branch that bears fruit, you will have thought that, oh, that uh, I bear fruit so the Father will leave me alone. Oh, no, he won't leave you alone. Even when you bear fruit, he's still going to come with his scissors. <laughs> he's going to prune you. Now, pruning has to do with cutting, has to do with chastising, has to do with, uh, with correction, has to do with readjustment, has to do with, are you getting what I'm shaping? Has to be, do with, deal with knocking together, <laughs> knocking you into shape. Did you hear? So if you are growing too much, if you are, if you, if you are just growing widely anyhow, they will come and clip you. The purpose of that is to refocus you. The purpose of that is to redirect you. I hope you hear what I'm saying. The focus of that is to put you in, you know, like Hebrews chapter 12 will say, looking in verse 2, it says, looking unto who? Yeshua. Did you hear? The author and the what? The finisher of what? Of the life that we have to deal with. He is the foundation. He is the author of the life. Uh, is that not what we said before? That in him was life. So he's the one that brought this life. Hallelujah. He's the one that brought this life. Blessed be God. It says in the beginning was the word. The word was God. This word was not alone. He was with the Lord. He was with God. It says all things were created by him. Now, there's nothing that you can say, hey, see, this is created, that his hands are not there. He has his footprints. He has his hand, fingerprints on every, every single creation. Anything that was created, the word was there. It was through the word of God that all creations came into being. Am I making sense, please? It now says in him was life. It says he came to his own. So, you know, the word became flesh and dwelt amongst men. So, he, he, the word of God became flesh. And came to dwell amongst men. And he brought a life. He says, he came to his own. His own rejected him. But as many that received him, he says to them, what, what happened? He gave the power. He distributed his DNA through his word to them. So that they can now become sons of God. Not those who are born of blood, of blood they, are not, they are not born of the will of man. They are not born of flesh, but rather they are born of spirit. And Yeshua told Nicodemus that except you are born from above, he says you can never see the kingdom of God. And except you are born of water and of uh, spirit, he says you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So that's his process also. First of all, you are born from above. And then later, what, it's not, you don't just end there. After being born from above, all right, and you have seen the kingdom, 
What use is it to see the kingdom and still stay outside the kingdom? You have to enter into it. Is that not so? The purpose why they showed you the kingdom is for entrance. Hmm? So whatsoever it takes to enter that kingdom is a process. It's a hard work. You have to, you, you get what I'm saying? You have to endeavor. Yeshua says, strive to enter. Did you get? <laughs> Did you see that that, that um, uh, doctrine of lying has some bit of question mark in it? Praise the Lord. Those who want to fly once have not gone before. I don't know if you hear me. Did you get that? Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Now, if I've been traveling to the U.S. or traveling to the U.K., then traveling shouldn't be too exciting for me. Correct? Because I know all the intricacies involved in flying. Correct? But if I've never gone before, what would you say? Make I just go, even if I only this once. <laughs> so there's always anxiety, anticipation. Are you getting one? A longing. Praise God. But imagine that you and I go to see the Father always. Or imagine that you and I are with the Father. Like the Bible says, no man has seen God, right? Except He, the Son of Man. Who is what? Is. So even though he's here with us, he is with him also. Right? Right? <laughs> Did you get? Imagine you are someone like Sadhu. That when they want to take a decision about some things on earth, they will invite you for a meeting. And when you get there, you see Father Abraham. <laughs> Do you get that? Huh? You see Father Abraham there. Sometimes you see Enoch. And it's not only once that they call you. They always call you regularly. Hmm? That place becomes your home. That's what happened to Enoch. They kept on calling him and calling him. and calling. After a while, they said, oh boy, let's say you don't to stay too, okay? Just stay with us until. Hmm? He has been going all the time. That's the same thing that happened to Elijah. You remember when Abadiah stumbled into Elijah? And Elijah said, go and tell the king Ahab that uh, uh, <laughs> I'm here and that the rain was over. Abadiah said, I beg, don't kill me. <laughs> don't kill me because we all know that from time to time, the spirit always picks you and takes you somewhere we don't know where you go to. Now you're telling me I should go and report to the king. What if the king now comes... To where I saw you, and then you are no longer there. The spirit has carried you. Don't you see I've become a liar? Then the next thing is that they are going to decapitate my, they're going to cut my neck off. Did you get that? So he has been. That's what I'm trying to say. That's what he has been doing. All right? That's also the reason why the sons of the prophets went around looking for him, thinking that the spirit had carried him like before. They didn't realize that this time around, it's not coming back again. Are we together, please? So can you see that? Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, it's a wonderful thing to go. It's awesome. Hallelujah. Now look at here. Verse 3 now says, You are already clean 
because of the word which I have spoken to you. So which means that the word is constantly coming to them. Correct? Correct? The word is constantly coming to them. It's not just once and then there's scarcity. No, constantly. So because the word is coming, we know that the word, like Ephesians will tell us, that the husband should, by the washing of the word, keep his wife spotless without wrinkle. Praise God. So the essence of the brazen altar, a brazen lava, is for washing. And the washing is to remove spots, right? And remove wrinkles, right? So here, Yeshua is saying, hallelujah. You know, a lot of times we think, oh, Old Testament, Old Testament, Old Testament. Yeshua's, his teachings were based on tabernacle. His teachings were based on feasts. Did you hear? Because here, it says, you are already cleansed because of the word. So it means that the word that he's speaking to them washes them. Right? So here, you see the brazen, brazen lava, right? Hallelujah. It now says, abide in me, verse 4, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself. Did you see? Unless it abides in the vine, it says, neither you also, unless you abide in me. So the call is don't stay away from the Lord. Hmm? The call is don't stay away from the Lord. The call is abide in the vine. Verse 5, I am the vine and you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch. And then it begins to wither away. Did you see that? And they will gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, then you will ask whatsoever it is that you desire and it shall be done to you. And it says, by this my father is what? Glorified. Hallelujah. Now, it says that you bear more fruit. Now, if the father knows that he's going to be glorified if he bear fruit, what is he going to do? He's going to insist. <laughs> He's going to insist. He's going to do everything that is possible to see that what? That you bear fruit. Did you get that? Hallelujah. Yes, he's going to make available for you all things that pertain to life and godliness. Did you hear that? He's going to make it available to you. So there shouldn't be any scarcity. Are we together, please? Praise the Lord. What use is it to tell you, okay, stay here? Or, okay, now... I know what it costs to get any of these plants. <laughs> In fact, if, if, if people hear what we spend on our, our plants, you'll be shocked. Praise God. Praise the Lord. So this, after a while, we, start, we watch the plants, every single one of them. When we see that the leaves are beginning to turn brown, what are we going to do? We take it out, put it under the sun, put more water on it, Get manure, prune it, remove the dead leaves so that fresh ones can come in. Am I making any sense, please? Did you see that? Hallelujah. So what it does, the Father is glorified when you bear fruits. 
So because of him being glorified, he's going to insist and he's going to make sure that you bear fruit. He's going to do anything that is possible for fruit bearing. Hallelujah. Blessed be God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Father. Uh, I, I should be running up now, I think. Right, Francis? <laughs> I'm not like <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Blessed be God. Now, look, listen. He also likens us to soils. I have said that before. He likens us unto soils, soils, and then he also likens us unto seeds. Okay? Praise God. Now, to him, when he was teaching on the parable of a sower, he called that parable the chief parable. Okay? He called it the chief parable. And he called it the key to all parables. Am I making sense, please? He called it the key. So if you want to understand all the parables of our Lord Yeshua, go and look at this one. The sower. The sower going out to sow. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Blessed be God. I had mentioned that the end that um, there is a time frame. Okay. Let's look at that uh, Matthew chapter thirteen. Just for a better understanding. Hallelujah. It says, behold, in verse 3. It says, behold, the sower went out to sow. Okay? The sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some of the seeds fell by the wayside. And the birds came and devoured them. Verse 5. Some of them fell on stony places where they did not have much earth. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> this is very scary. And they immediately sprang up because they had no depth. Of earth. Hmm? Because, listen, there are some projects I'm seeing some people, okay? They're building some high rise buildings, okay? To build a high rise, all right? You have to go down. Okay? Because it, it is how much height that you go up that determines how much depth that you go down. Can you see? So here, because of stony ground, this is 
the heart condition of some people. Did you hear? There's so much hardness of heart. There's no room for uh, malleable, you know, you are not easily uh, 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 moldable. Did you hear? You are so set in your ways. You are not able to be convinced. Did you hear what I'm saying? You, when the word is coming, it, you know, it, it meets a very stiff and strong resistance. So the, the word comes, you know, the, the, hallelujah. Do you know the word is a rover? God's word is a rover. Okay? It, it goes, you know, scanning, looking for where, are you getting what I'm saying? Which part of the soil is soft for it to go in? I hope you hear what I'm saying. Uh, I, I, I know of two of my, you know, farms, all right? One is uh, in this part of Lagos and the other one is in this part of Lagos, all right? This part of Lagos, the soil is so fertile. And when I bought some yams I wanted to plant, uh, I, I got some farmers to help me go look at the, the soil.
So the other piece of uh, um, farm had stones there. And some of the farmers that I asked to help me um, do some tests, when they got there, they told me that I shouldn't plant any yam there because the yam will not have free expression when it's going down. So it's going to be going back and forth. At the end of the day, I'm going to see a freak of nature. Why? Because the shape of the, the yam will not be regular. Praise God. Why? Because of the soil. Blessed be God. So here it says that because there's no depth of earth, what will happen? They will spring up. So they start going up. Okay. But at the end of the day, it says when the sun comes, it says, but when the sun was up and they were scorched, and because they had no roots, what will happen? They withered away. Can you see? Now it says some fell on thorns and the thorns sprang up and choked them while the others fell on good ground. And then it says that they yielded crops, some hundredfold, some 60, some 30. And then it now says in verse 9, He who has an ear, let him hear. Praise God. Verse 10, his disciples now came to him and asked him, say, why is it that you're always speaking to them in parables? Praise God. He now said, because it is given to you. Did you see? You, who is a disciple? It is given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. Can you see that? Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, it's, if you continue reading, you will see where it makes references to the Isaiah and what Isaiah had to say. But look at verse 18. In verse 18, he said, Therefore, hear the parable of the sower. Verse 19, when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, it says the wicked one will come and snatch it away. Hallelujah. And he snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is he who receives seed by the wayside. Hallelujah. Verse 20. But he who receives seed on stony places, this is he who hears the word, and immediately he receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself. This bothers me a lot. Did you see? It says this one, the guy does not have any root in himself. Praise God. He doesn't have any root in himself but endures for a while. Hmm? For when tribulation and persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. Praise God. So having root in yourself, I hope you hear what I'm saying. Having root in yourself. Did you get that? Being a man who is stable. Did you get that? Being a man who has been able to groom himself, like the Proverbs will say, guide your heart with what? All diligence, because out of it flows what? The issues of life. Praise God. Here it says, yet, because he has no root in himself, endures only for a while. And when tribulation comes, 
for the sake of the word, immediately he stumbles. Verse 22, now he who receives seed among thorns is he who hears the word, but the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches will choke the word and he will become what? Unfruitful. Kai. Did you see? Did you see that? One of the reasons why you can be unfruitful is what? The cares of this world. All right? And then deceitfulness of riches. Some other time we're going to talk about this aspect. This is frightening. Verse 23, but he who receives seed, okay, on the good ground, is he who hears the word, understands it, and indeed bears fruit and produces some hundred, some sixty, and some thirty. Now look at verse 24. He continues in his parables. He didn't stop. He says, another parable he put forth to them saying, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. Praise God. The kingdom of God, okay, is like. I hope you hear what I'm saying. The kingdom of God is what? Like a man who sows good seed in his field. But while man slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and then went his way. But when the grains has sprouted and produced crop, then the tares also appeared. So the servants of the owner came and said to him, sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have tares? Verse 28, the man now said, to them, an enemy has done this. And the servant said to him, do you want us to then go and gather them up? But he said, no, lest while you gather up the tares, you also would uproot the wheat along with the tares. So which means that the tendency to make mistakes, okay? Which means that in a place where wheat is being sown, it is a bit difficult to know the difference between the wheat and the tares. Am I correct, please? So you see in a church, you see in the gathering of God's people, you see people who tend to, they will join you in your prayers because we will pray more than you. Okay? They could even answer questions more than some others. They could do a whole lot of things to convince I hope you hear what I'm saying. But it's a different thing altogether. Are we together, please? Praise God. Hallelujah. Blessed be God. It says in verse 30, please let them grow together until they harvest. What are you saying, Lord? You say we should leave the tares and the wheat together? Yes. It says, at the time of harvest, I will send the reapers. 
first to gather the tears and bind them up in bundles and burn them out before I now gather the wheat into my barn. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now it continues on and on and on and on. Okay. Let's look at uh, verse 37. Let's look at 36. 36 now says, Then Yeshua sent the multitudes away and went into the house. And his disciples came to him saying, Explain to us the parable of the tares of the of the what of the field that bothered them right is that not so that bothered his disciples that's why they asked him could you explain to us what you're saying so he now told them in verse 37 he said he who sows the good seed is the son of man hmm? he who does what Sows the good seed is who? The son of man. All right? The field is the world. Okay? And the good seed, these are the sons of the kingdom. But the tares are what? The sons of the wicked one. Hallelujah. Verse 39. The enemy who sowed them in in the field is who? The devil. And then he now says, the harvest is the end of the age. And the reapers are who? The angels. Therefore, as the tares are gathered and burnt in fire, so it will be at the end of this age. Can you see how definite you know, this description is quite definite. So there is an age in question, correct? Hallelujah. He says, the son of man will send out his angels and they will gather out of his kingdom all things that offend and those who practice lawlessness. Very scary, right? And then he will cast them into the furnace of fire and they will be weeping and there will be gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous ones will shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. He who has ears, let him hear. It is important to see what he's saying. It is important to see his warnings. Right? He who has an ear, let him hear. He's always saying that. When he has finished his parables, he will say, if you have ears, hear. Now, don't they have ears? Yes, they have. So it means that apart from this ear, there's another ear you're supposed to have. It's supposed to be the ear, the inner ear. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Hallelujah. Praise God. He said the end of the age is what? The harvest. There is a particular kind of atmosphere that is available that quickens and ripens fruits. Hmm? There is also an atmosphere 
that is conducive for planting, right? Hmm? Obviously, the time for planting has to be raining season, all right? It has to be planting season, right? There is the early rain and there is what? The former rain or the latter rain, correct? Now, the, the each these two kinds of rain huh, are different. They are rain. The early rain is stumpy. Am I, am I making sense? It comes, dunk, 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 dunk. Am I correct, please? The purpose of that is to what? To strike the earth, beat on the earth, okay? Push and force its way into the ground, right? And prepare the ground for what? For planting, correct? That's why you see evangelism is always very aggressive, right? It's is very aggressive. But teaching is softer. Am I making sense, please? It's the same thing that delivering God's word. You need a whole lot of force to snatch the people out of the grip of Satan. Snatch them out, right? Hallelujah. And bring them to sit. The atmosphere is usually very calm. Am I correct? Why? Because you now want the word to seep into the people for growth's sake. For what? For maturity's sake. For what? For um, tending. Okay? I hope you hear what I'm saying. For cares and nurturing. Am I making sense, please? For nurturing. For conforming. For adjustments, corrections, and stuff like that. Are we together, please? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now, when the time, when the time of harvest comes, the atmosphere is different. The temperature is different. Right? The temperature is different. Right? Probably not too much rain or probably no rain at all, right? Probably lots of sun, right? Are we together, please? So there is the raining season or planting season, and there is the harvest time. The book of uh, James tells us that the husbandman, okay, is waiting patiently for what? The precious fruit of the earth. I hope you hear. So while all these things are going on, the husbandman is waiting. The father is waiting for harvest because he has put in some labor. Hmm? He has put in labor, tilling the ground. He has put in, put in some time, tilling the ground, preparing the ground, making it ready, all right? Planting the seed, right? Nurturing the seed, watering the seed, weeding and tending around. Did you hear? There is also the weeding. Weeding of of what? Of weeds. Huh? Of pesky weeds. That struggle for nutrients from the ground. Right? The nutrient that is supposed to be for the benefit of the seed 
weeds. Who plants weeds? Does the farmer go to plant weeds? <laughs> the weeds come by themselves. They don't, you don't invite them. They come by themselves. Hmm? And they come and struggle for space with the pure seed. Hmm? That's why it's very important for you to guide your heart with all diligence. So that things don't just float into you uninvited, unannounced. When they come in there, they will choke what you have inside of you. They will choke the pure seed that you have um, made so much effort to gather. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Hallelujah. This is very important for us as people of God. This is so important for us as people of God. In this season of Tush Shabbat, in this season when we are making all effort to see, because everybody knows with the way things are, everyone is saying the end is near. <laughs> when they see how much wickedness, right? What does Isaiah say? He said, behold, okay? Darkness shall what? Cover the earth. And gross darkness of people. But then it now says, but arise and shine for your light is come. Glory is bound to rise up. Harvest time is near. Every plant should be prepared. Uh, okay? Every plant. Everyone who has labored to bear fruit should be happy and willing. Okay? to wait for harvest time because it is harvest time that every plant is looking for, looking forward to. Hallelujah. Harvest time is full. Praise the Lord. Harvest time is full. Hallelujah. Father, we give you all the glory. Lord, we bless your name, O oh God. We magnify you, Father. In the name that is above every name. In Yeshua's name. Hallelujah. Francis. Okay. Huh? Praise God. Pastor Che. Blessed be God. Thank you so much, Baba. Thank you so much for those words. Thank you so much. That was so powerful. Hallelujah. I just want us to respond to God. I want us to digest the word of God. <clears throat> the word that we heard just now. Let us process it in our mind, in our thoughts. Um, let us um, process it, you know. You know, let's process the word. You know, um, I think begin to take one or two words and begin to process them. We're going to interact with those words, you know, by the help of the Spirit of God. 
Father, we thank you. We bless your name. We give you praise at the time as such as this, oh God, you are bringing forth your heart. You are bringing forth direction, understanding, light to us. Lord, teaching us the way we ought to live. And you are teaching us the things we ought to think, things we ought to meditate about. Thank you, blessed Father. We worship you. We give you praise. We give you all the glory. We give you all the worship. Thank you for understanding. Thank you for light, oh God. Thank you for light, oh God. Thank you for light. Thank you for light. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Mary Kavati Shikambrate Gapati Shekobroko Benigalahasha. And the Akombrati Gabadi Akombrati Gida Hashita Mahasha. Ida Nabara Kopatia Shikambro to Gubatia Shitambra Kapatiasha. Egonega Brakumbrate Sesiba Labadia Kobrate Shata. Let us respond to those wars. Let us respond. Let's respond. Let's respond to those wars. Ijenebala kuvrata sitamania kumbratega agobrokobania kambrategi parakobadia shata egunega baragovate shikombrokobologotia shikombrakabadiga da balasha ayimbrakopatia shata. Oh, we are that seed, we are that tree, we are equally the, we are the one also that will, you know, bear fruit. We are connected to the divine. We are connected to the source of that life. He's the one that gives the nutrient. He's the one that gives the strength. He's the one that supplies everything, that, every vitamin, everything that the tree needs for growth. Abrates, 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 abrates. Abrates. Father, we thank you. Bless your name. Thank you for the seed of life in the heart. Thank you, Jesus. We bless your name. We give you glory, our Father, the Father of spirit and light. We honor you, God. We bless you, Lord. Aji kapa asaprate sita bahashita mbrate kupatia shata ainda mbrate kupatia shikombrote gababalabadi akambrate. Ah, so we are planted in the house of our God. Asana babalabadi akoprate sita madaka the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, O God. Thank you, O God. Thank you, O God. Obobole barakopadi asati barakopani ashata. Zemera kubobala badi kasati barakopadi gada baraga dashi shibo kubrati galasha. Izo brati gabala hashi kubroko babala badi ashato. Marate gipara shuto broko babala badi Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. We bless you, Jesus. We honor you, O God. Oh, we worship you, Jesus. Thank you for those words. Thank you for those words of life in us. In the name of Jesus, we bless you, Father.
We thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we bless your name. Thank you, Father. I am Ratesasiba Lakofratagisha to Mahasata. Oh, Shobobova Lakaprata Sita Mahasha. Elimarapata Kashit. Mandele Brako Pata Shikobraka. Ayayayayaya. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we bless you, Father. Thank you. Ababa Lakuseti. Ababalabada Koshako Praka Patiasha, Ekumaraka Paradevata Shishubroko Badiasha, Adonebrate Gupalabada Koprate Gishoko Baragatia, Ebrate Babalabadia Koprotiga Palika Pratu Shiti Bahasha. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Father, we honor you. Father, we bless you. Father, we worship you. Aya Brate Kushakumbratika Patashit Broti Balahasha. Father, we give you praise. Ah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for thank you for the growth. Thank you for the God for the seed finding expression. Thank you for the maturing of the seed in the name of Jesus. The Bible says he say that he said that when we grow, the father is glorified. The father is glorified. The father wants to see his life glory in us. The father wants to see life to glow in us. To find expression in us, the Father want to see His life in us. Thank you, Jesus. Shakundagi so mightly grew the world and the world prevail. I am Baba 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 Rakutagala Barakata Katakasho. Olimara Kapani Ganemeshuko Pratega Shoko Braka Palabarako. Oko de Barako Paragadia Shoko Braka Babalabadiasha. Oh, Father, we thank you, we worship you. 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 Father, we thank you, Father. Ah, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise. Ah, thank you, Holy Spirit. It was about the right atmosphere that enables the world to grow. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. So might decrypt the word and the word prevail. Shaba ba 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 ha shakubarate ne kusha. 
Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Ojina baba la kuse kumbrate kapalia kumbrata shita. Amba baba baba la bada kashata. Your word is forming a thought in our heart, a mindset, a concept of life. In the name of Jesus, an understanding of life. In the name of Jesus. Abarone fate sasibaroko vatashata. Jacoba, we are, we are, we are, we are transformed by the world. We are changed, conforming to the world, to the life in our spirit. Sina Baba Labadiaka. We are the expression of that life. Ah, Rosisu, Shakudega de Barakovata, Sisibala. The word is prevailing in us. The word is prevailing in our talks. You know, I like that. Um, I, I like that description when he was talking about, you know, for this reason, for this cause, we labor. We labor, we labor in the word. We labor in the world. We labor in the world. He said, from the day of the dawn, the Baptist is up to now, they can hold us on and and the violent take it by force. We're allowing the word of God to possess us. Allowing the word of God to possess us, to possess our mind, possess our thought, possess our concept. We're allowing the word of God to take over. The word is God. The word is life. The very life. We are called to live in the name of Jesus. He that he called, he also to justify. And he that he justified, he also glorified. As the word justified us, the word is glorified us. Father, we thank you. We bless your name. Oh, we worship you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Father. Thank you for teaching us a way to live. Thank you, Father. Thank you for teaching us in this season the way to live. In the name of Jesus, thank you for showing us. Thank you for teaching us. Thank you for guiding us. Thank you for possessing us by your word. Thank you, Father. Sanika Patelika Paratula Sanika Pataluko Varakasita. We bless your name, Father. We give you praise. Oh, we give you glory. Thank you, Father. Father, we thank you for your body. We thank you, Father. Your body that was broken for us. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your body, oh God, that was broken to show us the way, the new and living way that was consecrated in your body. Thank you, Father. It's through your body, oh God, the veil was torn. Thank you, Father. Through your body, we have access. Thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you for your life that is in your body. Thank you for the life we worship you. For as we partake on, on your body, we thank you, Father. We receive strength. 
We receive grace. We receive help in the name of Jesus as we partake on your blood, your life. In the name of Jesus, we establish in the life of God. In the name of Jesus, we move in the frequency and the power of the life of the Spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, blessed Father. Thank you, blessed Lord. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. Let's come to the table of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you so much, online audience, for joining us. We will be resuming tomorrow from 10 a.m. Um, don't forget, we'll be live on Zoom, Facebook, and YouTube. And we'll have a viewing center at the Cape Adulam facility. So if you're nearby, you don't want to waste your data. Don't want to use your data. Don't waste it. You can't waste it, right? Um, you can save your data and come here in person and hang out with us. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for... Um, so we have tomorrow, um, okay, yes, that's the whole thing. So put the itinerary on the screen, yes. So, so um, don't forget, so tomorrow we start at 10 a.m. And we have, that goes from 10 a.m. to about 1 p.m. latest. Um, then we also have um, the evening session. That kicks off right after the afternoon watch. Then we have um, on Saturday, our epic finale, right? And that's all day long from 10 a.m. all the way to the evening. So we have morning session and preparing his bad fellowship. So it's going to be fun. Looking forward to it. Plan towards it. Love you guys. See you tomorrow. Thank you.
Thank you. 